Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Um, I love, and we, we kind of talked about this, but like we planned it out a little bit. So we're going to transition and, and I'm going to talk about TikTok. I was kind of like, you know, my life's been a little bit of upheaval. So I didn't really get a lot of like outline together for doing, um, to go full blown tech. And it hit me yesterday when I was, um, talking with Nate who was asking, you know, asking a lot of us to, to talk about like what our experience with Clubhouse is and then what, what is our experience with the other social media apps. And he made, you know, the comment, like, we never really hear from you about TikTok. And so I thought, I, I really do think it's important for us to talk about, because in the last couple of days and, and last week, um, I talked a lot about uh, mental health and you know, when I first came on Clubhouse, Alexander actually and Nate and I got into a room and we talked about virality. What does that even mean? You know, what does this mean for our, um, for our like lifestyle and, and then business and all of the things that we use this tool for. So, um, if, for those of you who don't know, uh, I have (laughs) amassed almost 300,000 followers on TikTok. And um, the last time I checked, it was between 35 and 40 million video views in total um, over the course of the last, a little over a year. Um, I, I knew about it, just like Tosh said, like we, we, we kind of all knew about TikTok way back. I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk follower and he would talk about Musical.ly and had just be like, oh my God, I'm too old, like whatever, you know, but I'm exactly his age, so uh, that's kind of why I like, you know, follow through with him. And so I would, I would, you know, watch that. And then people thought since I have a teenager that, you know, that I knew all that stuff, but he's a gamer. He doesn't, he's not on social media. Thank God. Um, and so this was all me last year uh, during the you know first part of the quarantine. I think it was uh, March or April, you know, I downloaded it and just laughed my ass off for so long. It was, it was, cathartic it was so much fun 
And that's what started it for me was, you know, it wasn't, I, I've always had that humor. I've always been sarcastic and witty and, and love to make people laugh. And so I just started making these kind of like Gen X, kind of making fun of the fact that a bunch of us Gen X moms, you know, during quarantine got on TikTok and we just think we're the shit. Oh, sorry. That we just think we're so awesome and just made fun of it. And it was relatable. It was, you know, people loved it and it blew up. And I will tell you this, because of how I felt at the time, that um, like people noticing me and loving me and, you know, showing me all that. And this whole idea of like, you know, I go to sleep and the next morning, my first video that went viral had like 300,000 views. And it was like the adrenaline rush was, it's real. And I didn't set out to, and this is why I'm bringing this up because we can talk about tactics all day. And, you know, I leave the, the teaching TikTok to Sue. Um, I thought that's definitely what I was going to do when I came on here. And I was like, no, 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 no. That, because I don't know, like my experience is so different than everybody else's. And I think there's a lot of people out there on TikTok that have these followings that it was just so different. I never used trending songs. I never, there was maybe one time I did like a dance, but nobody needs to see me dancing. Like that's ridiculous. At the time, you know, uh, I was 44 years old and you know, like not, not very fashionable. Like it really just boiled down to making people feel good in a time that was um, just a, a nightmare. And that then grew. So when we sit and talk about, um, you know, these tactics and using trending songs and use, and please, you know, follow Sue's advice, do all the things that we're telling you in the social media room. But Aside from that, keep your head on straight, <laughs> like keep your head on straight because it can get, it can go fast and it can go, um, I don't want to say hard, but it's, it was, uh, it was overwhelming. Um, and I had already had a little bit of notoriety here locally, it, like just being interviewed on the news. I was the first woman owned and operated computer repair business in the Pacific Northwest, you know, which I always say isn't really an accomplishment. It's really just sad, but that's something that I've always been interviewed on and being a woman in tech. And so I was kind of used to it. I then started a podcast, which got global attention. Again, got a little bit used to people knowing who I was. And then, so TikTok came along and, and even like with Facebook, you know, again, it's easy to be a big fish in a small Boise, Idaho pond. Um, but had that kind of a little bit of notoriety there. So it wasn't new for me, but a lot of people will get on TikTok and, and that starts happening and people know who they are and they're getting edification for the first time on a mass scale. And you can just tell that it's either going to their head or they're, you know, getting caught in the drama because there's a, there's a seedy underbelly to all of these social medias. We've, we've all seen it. Um, and so you know, I'm just, I'm here to say that sometimes you need to take a step back and say, these tactics may not work for me and what I'm trying to do with this platform, because, you know, I wasn't monetizing anything at, at the very beginning. I was just being funny and it was, it was good for my mental health. I have a business. I wasn't, you know, I didn't get onto TikTok and go, 
you know, oh my gosh, I've got to learn this and, and figure out how I'm going to, you know, up-level my business. That came later, but I had already established myself as this goofy, you know, like funny, almost comedian. People were using my audio. That was, that was wild at first. Uh, I was doing these kind of like one-liners and, um, you know, like punchline type of things. And then that audio, people would use that to lip sync to. And big, big names, like big creators would, would be doing that. And then I realized a couple of them were getting brand deals uh, off of lip syncing. And I was like, yeah, I'm shutting that down because <laughs> I wasn't getting any credit. But that's what I, I essentially established myself as. So regardless of the numbers and how many video views I had and how fast I got followers, it had nothing to do with with my business. It had nothing to do with tech. Every once in a while I would do a, a tech video. So, you know, this is just to say that there can be all the tactics in the world. You could be verified right when you get on TikTok because of other, because of your media coverage, but not grow and not have engagement and all of that and not actually build a community because you are, your content isn't what you want it to be. You know, I, I wish that I, I want to just do technology and crypto videos all the time. However, TikTok, the algorithm that's based on my account and my videos is attached to humor. And, and that, I mean, I'm not mad at that. I reposted a video that I had duetted somebody's funny video uh, the other day because I haven't been on TikTok very much. And I get a lot of that from comments like, where have you been? It gets a little much like you, you start to feel a little overwhelmed that, you know, people are relying on you for their, for their happiness. <laughs> That's a weird statement. Uh, but I, I reposted this duet and it has like 1.5 million views. Wow. You know, like that's amazing. What did that do for me? Literally nothing, L literally nothing. So, you know, when people talk about this and, and all of these followers and all of these views, it did nothing for me. I'm not even sure why I did it. I think probably just to make people laugh and it did. Um, but you know, for, in, for all intents and purposes, we have to be really clear on what we're using these tools for. This technology is something that I always talk about being very grateful for technology. Like we can, you know, get a hold of our children at the speed of light. Like we can keep up with our friends in a fraction of a second. Whereas, you know, when I, I'm sure there's some Gen Xers in here and I think we had the best of both worlds. Um, sorry, millennials, uh, sorry, boomers. <laughs> we did, we had the best of both worlds where, you know, we grew up with an Atari and then in high school and right when I started college was when things just blew up and, you know, I had my first cell phone. And so technology has, we've been able to watch it and have this appreciation for it. Like, look at what we grew up with versus now what we're able to utilize to run our businesses. So um, I will do the reset because my beautiful friend Kelsey sent them to me. And then we can, if people want to ask questions, great. You know me, I can talk the rest of the time. Um, and, you know, we can go back and forth. I, I love talking about the sort of mental health, the uh, the existential piece of why are we even here? Like, why are we on these social media apps? 
why is it important to me? But to my best friend, she's like, I'm not getting on TikTok. Like, what am I crazy? So <laughs> there's, there's definitely a lot of perspectives. Um, so with that being said, you are in the Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. Go and follow that, please. Did you know that we are not just on Clubhouse? We have the Breakfast with Champions podcast. You'll hear my voice and Kelsey's voice. All of us, you can go back and listen to it again. And Breakfast with Champions pages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And we want to be there for you wherever you are. So here's what we want you to do. Go to at Breakfast with Champions Club on Instagram. Click the link in that bio. And from there, you can follow us anywhere you want to stay connected. Um, you know, because we want all of the connection. So that being said, I don't know if I put all of you to sleep with my with my voice. Um, I, Sue, I totally get you with that. Like it just became, I don't think she's in here anymore. She's like, I'm out. Um, did somebody want to ask a question? I hear an Hi, open Dr. mic. Hi, who is that? Um, this is Dr. O. Thank you so Hi, much Dr. for o. what you just shared. Thank you. Um, honestly, what you just shared is so amazing. The reason is because with social media, trying to find your niche, trying to find your voice, trying to keep up with the trend, sometimes it gets overwhelming, especially, and I can speak for myself personally, just being an entrepreneur and trying to push my brand because the space that I work in is med spa and beauty. And of course, you know, with that space, it can be very aggressive, <laughs> very, very extra. But after a while, I had to come to the space that you were talking about, like, I'm just going to have fun with creating my content. I'm just going to create the content as it comes to me. If I have any type of inspiration or if I want to lip sync or use someone's voiceover and things like that, I'll do it and try to make it work for my messaging. But I had to get off that pressure train. It was too much. And it just felt like every day getting on social media, if I wasn't on there, I felt like, oh, my God, I need to be on here. Oh, my God, um, my clients, you know, oh, my God, I'm not going to get enough people to see what I've done yesterday or what I'm doing today or what I'm trying to push. It was just too much. So thank you so, so much for sharing your heart and just giving that validation to letting a lot of people know that, it's not really that serious. It is, but it's not. <laughs> it's <But> I, not. <laughs> it is, but it's not. But you have to look at it from that perspective that it's not that serious, even though it is. Yes, a lot of us make money off of social media. Um, a lot of my business kind of works from there. But I had to get to the point where mentally I had to reset my brain every day, understanding that I am doing this to add value to people. And if I have to add value to people, then I have to be in the right mind space. And it actually helped me create better content and just kind of roll with it. So thank you. That's all I wanted to say. My name is Dr. O and I'm done speaking. I love that, Dr. O. Thank you so much. I, um, it's, there's a, there's a fine line because it isn't serious, um, but sometimes it is. I will tell you, um, when I did start monetizing it, it was based on the, you know, the mental health content that I was doing. Because like I said, I came, I did a podcast um, talking about living successfully with mental illness um, and then realized, wow, look at this audience. Look at how many people I can affect with TikTok. Um, but, you know, I'm a single mom that owns two businesses. Like, I, I have to make a living. I, I couldn't just keep making all this content for people. So 
um, I had already had a brand ambassadorship with a company called BetterHelp, which is the online or the, you know, the app, the therapy app from the podcast because they were they were sponsoring the podcast. So then I had to go back to them and say, check this out on TikTok. And they were like, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> You're going to do what? But I said, give me a chance, you know, like, let me do this. So I go on live streams and talk to people uh, about therapy. And, you know, it was during quarantine. And so, you know, we have to look at it like, you know, I'm a business person. I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years almost. And, you know, you, you have to balance those two things. And so, and and not overextend yourself without some type of uh, value back to you. So I would go on a live stream and we talk about things and it would get very heavy. And I, I have had to deal with that in the past. Again, I had already had experience with this. So I was, I was able to keep my head on straight, but then that turned into revenue because I have a brand deal with them and I would be very clear about it. I am a brand ambassador. This is what, you know, this does. And I would explain it. And, and then people would go over there and sign up and it was, it was a great uh, cycle of life. Right. So, you know, you have to be really cognizant of don't overextend yourself. Make sure that you are getting value back. Um, it did get really heavy. And there was times where people would would attach to me. And there was a few that would find me on you know, LinkedIn and, and get my email and just constantly email me. So there can be a heavy piece to this. You, you gain some notoriety or you gain some where uh, you know, people, people know you and they, they start to depend on you for their own... Uh, you know, I guess feeling better, you know, I'm not very articulate about this. Um, but you know, there, there would come times where people would say, you know, very heavy things like you saved me and you know, you could definitely get a big savior complex about that, but you just have to realize it's just what's, you know, the energy flowing through you. It's God flowing through you. It, it, It isn't, it isn't me. Um, I just have the audacity to speak openly about it. So um, I think that was kind of all over the place, but thank you for saying that. It's, it's always a pleasure to, um, for me to explain these things to people that it's not just about trends and virality. Um, I would rather be, go viral with, you know, 3000 views on a, on a video that talks about how much therapy has saved my life than the 1.4 million of me laughing at somebody talking about, you know, something ridiculous. So um, thank you, Dr. O. Is there anybody else that wanted to chime in or ask me a question? Hey, Brooke, it's Jose. Hey, Jose, what's going on? Not much. Uh, got some free time, so I figured I'd hop in and spend some time with you guys. But um, I wanted to actually ask you guys to a question because Kelsey brought up a point about viral backgrounds or something like that on TikTok. Um, and I wanted to know what that was about because I use my TikTok for my fit for fitness i just throw up a workout put the music to it and i'll get you know seven eight hundred views whatever six hundred views typically on a video but how would that work how could i implement the background with that um so i and i'm not sure i think kelsey stepped away but jose um i love that you asked this during my segment because Um, I don't know, and Sue's not in here either. I, I don't know about the, the viral backgrounds. I'm using air quotes, but I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to, I'm keeping it real with you, Jose. It doesn't matter whether you have a viral, anything that anybody's told you that is, is going to, you know, make you viral. 
um, you got to put out good content. If you need to put out four videos a day with your content, just making sure that within that first one to three seconds, you are catching their attention with a hook, um, using your face in the video. If anybody you know has looked at my videos, most of them are just me talking, but it's my face and it's, you know, it's my voice. Um, so I, I personally, I'm telling you, you know, yes, it's check out those trends and use hashtags and all of the things, but number one, 99% of what is going to help you, I'm not even going to say, you know, make you a viral sensation. It's going to help you on TikTok is making good content. Um, one of the little tactics that I've seen that works for me is using the word you, like while you, you know, did you know, or um, have you dealt with this before? And then go into whatever it is that you're teaching um, or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing in your, in your videos, make sure that one to three seconds is catching their attention. Um, but just using some type of, you know, what somebody says is viral uh, I, I'm going to, I'm standing here guaranteeing you that it's not going to make a huge difference. Um, just make sure your content is what you want it to be, what you know, your audience needs, and it's either teaching, inspiring, uh, or entertaining. Please make, you know, if you can do all three, that's amazing. Does that help you? <laughs> I totally agree with you, Brooke. I am here. Um, I think number one, it, it's content based first, but uh, TikTok will release kind of their trending songs and their trending um, effects. So what that was, the trending song was Like I Can by Sam Smith. And the trending, trending effect was the freeze frame where you kind of record yourself and then it stops and it goes to like black and white. Um, so those were the two things that I said were trending, but I totally agree with Brooke. I think that as opposed to um, focusing on what's trending, I think it's great to use what's trending, but make sure it fits into the content that you're putting out and that that content is quality. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, like, trust me, you guys, I've done a couple of the trends and they've done well. Um, I had one where, you know, before we went to um, Denver, I did, the, the trend where you do like the, I can't even describe it, the really uh, slow motion where you change outfits um, because I w wanted to wear my leather pants on stage speaking and it was great, right? So definitely do those. Um, I will say too, for me in the, in the crypto space and the, you know, doing um, tech stuff, like when all that Robin Hood stuff was happening and, and it was like the GameStop thing, I jumped on that and not, that wasn't necessarily a trend on TikTok. It was a, um, you know, newsworthy social issue that I could speak to. And, uh, and so that was great. I was able to jump on that, but it was still me just talking into the camera. Um, and who knows, maybe I could have a million followers if I had just, you know, followed some, if I had just done the laugh react that people love or the ogling the shirtless lumberjacks, now you're all going to go watch my TikToks. Uh, then I probably have, you know, a million followers. That was not what I, that wasn't my prerogative. So did that help Jose? We gave you a lot there. No, you guys are always informative as always. I thank you guys. But I just, I didn't know that the backgrounds or the, the covers behind you on TikTok actually had like morality or trends either so it was like news to me 
questions. I just wanted to like a little bit more information on what that was about. So I thank you guys as always. Yeah, when the when the actual effects, you know, when you go into the the video um, to start doing in the the actual effects, those can be viral. But it's really more of a the usage of that effect um, into whatever content you're putting into it. Like it's the the trend itself is what's viral. So yeah, the effect and the music and all of that um, is considered, you know, a trend. But it's like the overall, uh, you know, the overall video content that you do that's that's actually, I guess, viral. So I don't know if that made sense. Um, good, good. So we have a few minutes before the next reset. Was there anybody else that wanted to chime in or ask about what it feels like to grow fast on social media and walk in places and literally people recognize me? Um it is bizarre at age 45 years old uh, to walk into a, a restaurant bar a couple of weeks ago and somebody coming up and saying, I love your videos. It was bizarre. Um, or, you know, meeting everybody in, in Denver and people screaming, oh my God, it's Rick J. Lacey. Actually, it's they were just kidding. Or across the uh, airport, like Alex says, I mean, give me a break. It was ridiculous and so Brooke, much fun. I would actually love if you could kind of, if you remember, walk us through that whole state because I'm sure once you started seeing that video go viral, your immediate thought is like, okay, what do I do now? Do I put out another video? Like, I would love to know, you know, when Alexander's yeah. a video hit a million, like. What was your next thought, Alexander? Like, so Brooke, I'd love to hear both of you guys. I think that, okay, so it was a different experience for me um, because it, it wasn't just the one. Um, it, it, that's a really, really good point to bring up is um, you may be a one-hit wonder. And this is not what Alexander, Alexander is growing in a, one, in a good way. But that when we first started last year, there was people who would do this one thing and it would blow up and then they weren't able to, to uh, duplicate that. So when I started the Gen X stuff, I had tried a few things before that, that were absolutely ridiculous. I didn't know what I was doing and I'm, you know, fairly tech uh, savvy. Okay. I'm really tech savvy. So when I couldn't figure out the app right away, I was like, Oh, forget it. Like, this is silly. But so I tried a whole bunch of stuff. It was just silly and then I did the Gen X thing and it got, I don't know, 300,000 views, which was really big. And it was overnight and it was really wild. And I got, you know, lots of endorphins and the adrenaline rush from it. So then I did another one and another one and they would get like, you know, consistently 20, 30,000 views. And then, you know, I would just keep going with those, but I liked the testing of things. So Yes. When you get that uh, fast growing, I, I'm not, I really hate the word viral. When you get that like fast growing, the attention of a video of a piece of content that people really like, you then, you know, go with that and, and start making other pieces that are similar to that. Um, however, you may not get back to that first piece. I know for my friend um, Heather, who now has like 1.5 million followers, 
based on the fact that she just laughs at other people's videos. When she does a video that is just her talking, they don't do nearly as well. So I don't know. My experience has just been different. The first time I had a video hit a million views on TikTok, um, I don't know. It wasn't like, there was no like celebration. It just was, it was just fun. Um, and you just have to keep doing what works. But I don't know if that answered your question. I think we all just get this adrenaline rush when people like us. That's it. Like, it was awesome. And I and it got me up in the morning to do more videos to make people happy. And I think there's probably a lot of other people that, that have a bit more selfish, um, you know, response to things like that. But I really, really loved the idea that people were enjoying, you know, laughing at my content. So I don't know if that helped. Yeah, I mean, for me, <clears throat> I like I've I, in my mind, I've always been viral, so it was just like another day at the job. Hell you know? yeah! <laughs> yeah. No, but the reality, <laughs> the reality of the matter is this: is oh, I'm sorry, is someone talking? Oh, okay, um, I went viral on a trend, and so actually, much to what Brooke stated, it didn't necessarily move the needle for me. Um, in my business. Now, did it get me a lot more followers? It did. Did it get me a lot of conversations in the DMs? And you guys already heard me say that the magic is in the DMs. So if you're messaging me trying to figure out and so is he in the matrix? Yeah. And there was in the matrix, Alexander. Oh. Uh, am I out of the matrix now? Yeah. Yes. Am I out of it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yes. Uh, there, there's always this small little dead spot. Um, what's the last thing you heard me say or, or understood me say? The people have been DMing you about how to do it. Yeah, how to do it. And so I, obviously, once you get into the DMs, now you can create relationships. So yeah, there's positive to that. But the downside is, and we say it all the time, oftentimes with virality, it's trolls that help things go viral. And so I was absolutely accosted as a father and judged as a father and called and DM'd horrific things from people that I just couldn't imagine ever writing. And like, that sucked because everyone that knows me knows that being a father is like, the greatest role I ever have been privileged and blessed enough to play. And obviously I have thick skin. I'm a rhino. I didn't let it hit me. But after, after being pierced in the same, you know, arrows going to the same spot for a couple of times, it's kind of like, geez, Louise. So I'll be honest, it took me off social media for a little bit. And so like, I didn't necessarily maximize. Number one, I didn't know how to get, move forward because I didn't want to do the trend again. Number two, I did. It wasn't related to my business, so it didn't necessarily drive traffic to my business, but it did drive conversations, which led to business. So that's still positive. And then number three, uh, you know, I just didn't care to be judged. Like I listen, judge me. I don't give a crap. Judge me for all the things in the world because I'm a lot, y'all. I'm a lot. But. Don't judge me as a father because that's something I take the greatest pride in. So hopefully that makes sense. This is Alexander and I'm done speaking. Yeah, I definitely um, have had that happen, and but not very often. I think I've stayed away from, you know, 
different things like that. I, there's definitely times where I wanted to do, uh, you know, different viewpoints, but, um, I don't know. I just, I stayed away from it. I did have a, an issue with somebody not liking something I said on a, a live stream and it, uh, cost me a lot. So, I mean, there was a reason why I don't, um, you know, talk about anything controversial. So it can be, but we've always said that like the haters push the, the numbers. <laughs> so having, or even like the discussion between people in the comments, um, the stuff that I've gotten has been ridiculous. When I did one, um, that actually completely blew up was when I was helping my parents clear their hoard. I mean, seriously, a hoard took us a month and a half and I did a video of like what I was finding. I found this old Tandy computer and, uh, it was just a great, it was fun, you know, and all these people were, cause I asked like, what do you think this is worth? You know? And then I found all these like silver spoons, like how much silver do you think is here? And all these, I mean, people were going off about how I was trying to make money off my parents hoard. And I just sat back and laughed, you know, so it wasn't that bad, but that definitely you know, pushes things when you can hook them in like that. So, um, yeah. So is there anybody else, anybody else on the stage gone complete? Well, Eric's here. Um, but wanted to hear from anybody that, um, that has had a viral video or anything that's happened to you that you wanted to chime in about. Otherwise I will definitely ask. Eric hey, Brooke, about I, do, I do want to, Brooke, I would love to kind of chime in on, on, specifically talking about because we all know Rachel. Rachel was, uh, you know, in this room with us in the beginning and we got to watch her her journey to virality as someone who just, you know, would get a couple hundred views and then she went, Rachel Cohen is who I'm referencing. And then she, you know, now I think she has like 80 million impressions um, across platforms yeah. in the time that we have known her. Isn't that bananas? And she chose to do just what you said, you know, you started off doing one thing and then you kind of transitioned to this Gen X things because that hit and then you kind of kept doubling down. She came in here with advice for hair. Remember, it was for hair tutorials oh, yeah. that she was trying to do. And we were like, I can remember the day that I was like, can I be honest, girls? Your lighting is bad. I don't like that it's on a mannequin. Like, I kind of like yes. more into it. <laughs> but she decided then on her own, this is not because of us but maybe we force her to think outside of the box to try something new. And when that new thing she did hit, which was polarizing, it created a huge buzz. Um, people get angry, judge her as a mother. And if you see what she does, it is not, like, there's not even reason to judge her as a mother like they do, but they do. She puts basically whipped cream and sprinkles on any meal and says, if your kids don't like blah, blah, blah. And then she makes it funny. These videos are satirical. They are hilarious. She is phenomenal, a phenomenal content creator. And she goes viral because parents judge her as a parent. And so sometimes being willing to do something polarizing. Now, the caveat to that is this. I have a good buddy, Corey. He had a pretty big TikTok account. He now has about 45,000 on TikTok. Um, but his big his account before was completely taken away from him because he made one very political TikTok. And so, yes, it's polarizing. Yes, the video went viral. But what also happened is 
that people complained about the video to TikTok. And Brooke, you would probably know more than me. Once you've had, I don't know, I think it's like 50 complaints or something. There's a number. TikTok closes your account and he lost yep. that huge money-making account that was bringing him a hundred, you know, hundreds of customers gone because he chose to be so polarizing because it's how he felt. He wasn't going for virality. It ended up going viral and then ended up shutting down his account. So it's interesting as well, because we oftentimes are so quick to want that virality. We want to go viral. We want to go viral. We want to go viral, but there are consequences sometimes uh, to going viral. And, and maybe that's a topic of conversation, Brooke. Does that make sense? Like, do you yeah, hear exactly. what I'm saying when I say, yeah, that there's consequences to going viral? Absolutely. And, you know, um, there's, yeah, sometimes I have to like catch myself because, um, because it's happened to me and, and I, and I had to like really switch gears. It wasn't even a video. It was a live stream and I was talking with some people and it was a very polarizing, you know, topic. And I didn't quite realize the voice that I did have and the, the amount of people that were listening and um, said something about a topic that um, is now a, an issue. So it was about the vaccine. And this was way back. This was before, like it was when they, you know, it was coming out or whatever, um, six, seven months ago. Oh, maybe longer than that, last fall. And, um, you know, we were just having a, a discussion about it. Somebody didn't like that and found me offline, found my client, um, didn't get the response from me that they wanted. And so just harassed my client, um, ended up you know, losing that client and it was just a mess. But I've also had a lot of friends who um, talk about very political things and they just keep getting shut down and keep getting shut down. And I have a different perspective, I think, because uh, not just because of what happened to me, but because, you know, it, it goes back to that intellectual property thing. You know, if you if you want to talk about stuff, but the platform you're using does not want you to talk about that, you have to follow their rules. So when, when that happens and people are like, oh my gosh, my account got taken down or this video got taken down. Well, that's because you are not in control of that. Um, and you can't control what people do, how the platform reacts to it. Um, it you know, you don't own that platform. So you don't get, you know, you don't get a say. So of course, if you're making money and you, this is a livelihood of yours, just like what happened to me, you make a decision. Is it more important for you to say all those things that you feel, or is it important for you to make a living as a content creator and maybe scale it back? And people will say, well, it's freedom of speech. It's all of this. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, again, it's not the newspaper. This is a very different thing. Social media has been exempt from, from all of that. Um, that's a whole nother segment, <laughs> but you have to make a decision. What are you going to stand up for? Because if you start standing up for things that are polarizing and, and somebody else deems that whatever misinformation or whatever, you know, you don't have control over that. That is up to the people watching um, and the people who own the platform. Um, so just be really careful. You may be very passionate about something that's, uh, you know, very big deal, um, but just understand that that either you go build your own server and, and put your own stuff out there, you know, on a web page um, that you control. And even then it can be suppressed, but you just have to be really careful and decide what you want to be doing.
Anybody else want to chime in or just listen to us conversate? Eric, what has, are you there with me, my friend? I, I am here with you, Brooke. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Eric and I are like always in this mind meld because I just, I really feel like, and we have such different content and, but like we talk about the same type of thing, like collaborating and all of that. But um, what was it like? And you had, you had already had this notoriety too. Like I was saying, obviously not as much as you, but here in, in Boise, I kind of already had, you know, I've been on the news and, you know, just people knew who I was. I, I would go places and people would recognize me from, from the, the women in tech thing. Cause I was always doing stuff. Right. So when I first went viral, whatever on TikTok, it was kind of like, Oh, this is cool. You know? But I think for some people it's, it's like a giant thing. Right. So maybe talk about just in general, like the first time you were ever like recognized or I don't know, like, or even with TikTok, like the first time you hit, was it your very first video that went, <laughs> that hit a million? My, my very first video I ever made though. Um, but uh, I, I did have a really quick thought about what you're talking about um, earlier it was just, this is something that <clears throat> can be another topic for another day, but, uh, and people up here on stage like Nate and others who are amazing at this, but it speaks to what you're talking about, about, deciding to do things on a social media platform, which then might be damaging for your social media presence. It speaks to the importance of moving your fans off platform, whether putting them into a funnel, getting their email addresses, et cetera, because at any minute, at any second, your social media account could go dark and you might no longer have access to your potential customers or the people, your fan base or whomever it might be. Uh, and so, and again, like you said, that's a totally different topic. We've, I've heard that even the last five minutes, this is a totally different topic, but that importance of moving, particularly if you wanna do business, moving those people off platform into some sort of funnel so you have their email address, you have their contact, so you don't have to depend on a social media platform is uh, it kind of critically important. Yeah, um, it goes along oh, exactly well. like that. Like if you decide to do something controversial and maybe you're selling t-shirts or whatever, then you've just lost that stream of revenue. You know, like that, that goes exactly along with that. If you're using it for business, make sure you're taking it off, off the platform. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that, you know, the, that would be a great topic for another day too. And having people who are experts at that talk about that, I'm sure. And that happens a lot on Clubhouse anyway, but um, I, in terms of virality, you know, to Alexander's point too, and what you're talking about, the consequences of going viral, there are a variety of consequences that go viral, whether they are, whether they are public, outward facing or inward facing. I would, I would also say that there, there are a lot of internal consequences for going viral because when you start to go quote unquote viral or start to have videos that go viral, you start to put, a, people tend to put a lot of pressure on themselves and they want to go viral over and over again, or they start to doubt themselves. Why aren't I going viral now? Because I've quote unquote gone viral in the past. So I think there are not only external consequences, like the consequences of I've gone viral now, uh, now people know me and now they expect things from me or, or um, I, you know, I have this voice and there's responsibility there possibly. 
or there's this exposure, but also there are internal consequences for uh, going viral. I know everybody wants to have videos that go viral, but you just know, I know, as you know, Brooke, I know a lot of very large creators and there, uh, there is a lot of, there's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, where people don't feel, oh my goodness, this is a total imposter uh, syndrome. It, it, well, imposter syndrome, but, but also insecurities. There's a lot of insecurity, oh, insecurity. insecurity that happens. I, I know a lot of creators who, because creators are the ones who tend to go viral more often, who have a lot of insecurities. Um, and, and I think sometimes that gets created or that gets translated into imposter syndrome or whatever it might be. So there are internal consequences also uh, for going viral. Um, and I've certainly experienced them. I know, I know others who have experienced them. And that's why just personally, I always feel, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shut up, but I, personally, I always feel like you have to have certain priorities in your life. You have to have certain sets of values in your life where you are not putting the value of my next post as my self-worth. You, you, you need to have a strong value of self-worth and self-worth structure, particularly if you're going to be doing things in the social media world because so much of it is out of your control and you can't tie your self-worth into what happens on social media. Again, uh, a topic for another day, but Brooke, we should start our own show. We should start our own it's show. Honest to God, like let's, seriously, let's let's do an entire- I mean, I, I feel like I brought the topic to the attention of the room, so I'd like to also be part of the show. Oh, I of course. I understand that I'm not Without. Eric Artel or Brooke J. Lacey. <laughs> Maybe I'm not on TV. <laughs> you will be soon. You know what? Yes, I can only point. hope that you can, you know, aspire to the level of, of the Brooke J. Lacey and Eric Artel show. <laughs> Me too. That's, that's, that's my goal, guys. That's the goal. Um, I love that. That leads me right back in, Eric, to how to wrap this up is that, um, you know, listen to uh, whenever you come in the social media room and you listen to the tactics and the trends and what's been happening, you know, in and and all of the things that you can do with with your videos just remember that your self-worth is not tied to the amount of followers you have the amount of views um look at it for what it is what is the topic of the content you put out that got the most um views and and engagement and was the topic of that you know the only thing that matters to me is that you know 30 whatever million views on and let's let's even say a fraction of those are on the videos that I talk about mental health. That is enough for me. It doesn't matter about any of the other stuff. It doesn't matter about, and I know a lot of people say this, um, but it doesn't. It, the numbers don't matter unless you are making a difference and unless you are keeping your heart safe and your your mind and your soul protected from the drama and the the chaos that can ensue when you have all of this coming at you and you're so worried all the time about what, you know, about virality, um, just keep it together, people. That's, that's my, the ending, <laughs> keep it together. Um, 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.